Good news. My new book is finally here. It's called Handbook for the Heartbroken, A Woman's Path from Devastation to Rebirth, and you can order it now wherever books are sold. I wrote this book after the five-year span between 2016 and 2020 when I experienced serial heartbreaks that rocked literally every area of my life, my health, relationships, money, career, social status, and even my very sense of self. And along the way, I really got to experience firsthand how dysfunctional our culture's relationship is to loss. I saw how we live in a heartbreak illiterate world that's obsessed with success and shackled with isolation and ignorant of how valuable our suffering can be for our growth and our evolution, not only as individuals, but also as a collective. So this book expands the conversation around loss beyond just breakups and bereavement, although we definitely cover those two, in order to include falls from grace of all kinds, personal, professional, and collective. So whether you're experiencing hardship now or know you have past hurts that are holding you back in certain ways and still need healing, this book is here to support you. It's also a great book to gift to clients, family members, friends, just other women in your world who are going through a challenging time. It will show you that it's only through fully turning toward your heartbreak with support, courage, and compassion that you can heal. So within the loving pages of this book, you will have full permission to fall apart and slowly, organically find your way back to greater wholeness. I'm truly excited to share this with you. It was not a joy to live this journey, but it really was a joy to write it. And you can find it again wherever books are sold and the audio version of the book is available as well. If you would like some gifts to accompany you on your heartbreak journey, you can get those at handbookfortheheartbroken.com. Those are free. Whenever you order books, you can just send in your invoice or your receipt and we'll send you those accompanying gifts. Enjoy. Hello, sisters. Welcome to She Talks, a space for you to come home to your inner wisdom, which I call your she. I'm Sarah Von Stover, a teacher of feminine spirituality and empowerment, best-selling author, and founder of The Way of the Happy Woman. Over the next week, I'll publish a couple of seasonal episodes, each sharing some feminine wisdom meant to inspire and educate you in a fun and portable way during all of your summer excursions to the beach, on a hike, at the gym, or my favorite here in Colorado, by the pool. I'm sharing these episodes in celebration of our upcoming She Yoga and Meditation Teacher Training, which is open for early registration right now. And this week-long training and practice intensive in women's yin and flow yoga, Buddhist meditation, and she dharma helps women to deepen their own practice and then go on to teach and inspire the women in their own communities. And yes, we'll have plenty of pool time there too. So throughout this week-long program on the tropical island of my old homeland, Koh Samui, Thailand, I'll offer intimate, personalized attention to each woman who joins us, teaching the very women's yoga and meditation practices that have inspired and transformed me and the lives of thousands of women around the world over the past 20 years. 
Plus, if you join us before July 21st, you'll receive a $500 early bird discount, as well as the chance to sign up with a six-month payment plan. It's pretty cool. So if you're curious and want to learn more, you can visit sheyogatraining.com. And for now, pull up a chaise lounge, soak up the view, feel the sun on your skin, and enjoy. Hello, beautiful women. Those of you who have been in this community for a while know that I really love reviewing films about new female archetypes and about women undergoing the heroine's journey. And those of you who haven't read my my second book, The Book of She, it's, it's all about the heroine's journey, a woman's path to becoming whole and to becoming sovereign and individuated. And it deciphers the difference between the hero's journey and the heroine's journey. And I recently saw the film Wonder Woman, which I absolutely loved. I know there's been some mixed reviews, but most of it, most of the fans err on the side of of loving it. And I want to say that if you haven't seen it, you might want to go see it first before you listen to this, because it's going to be a little bit of a spoiler. But this is, Wonder Woman is a beautiful example of the heroine's journey of a woman leaving the known and answering, hearing a call to, to leave, leave the known and to head out into the unknown and answering that call. And in the process, really discovering herself and discovering her true power and her true soul medicine and overcoming fear and doubt and external uh, obstacles and her own naivete and in the end committing to serving humanity through her particular gifts and her particular medicine. So it's no wonder that Wonder Woman for the past 75 years has been the most popular female comic book and the most popular female superhero of all time. I remember when I was a little girl, my older sister Shaw dressed up as Wonder Woman, and this year her daughter Hattie, who is six, also dressed up as Wonder Woman. So we see this archetype moving through generations. And what I want to share today in this review is really a look at several pieces that I found particularly interesting in this film and what they point to in terms of our own development and evolution as women alive at this particular very unique time in history where gender gender relationships are really shifting. As I wrote about in the book of She, more and more women are excelling in, in jobs, in academics, and more and more men are falling behind at least in the Western world. And with this, it brings about a whole new, whole new questions and a whole new kind of inquiry into what it means to be a woman in the world today, what it means to be a man in the world today, how to be in relationship with, with each other. And I think we're all in this dance of trying to figure things out. The way that we did things previously isn't working 
and we haven't figured out the new way. And I think Wonder Woman helps us, gives us some signposts to help us do that. So the first thing I want to point to is her archetype. And Wonder Woman's archetype is one that I feel is very, very lacking in our culture. And it's the archetype of the warrior princess and of the sensual goddess. And Wonder Woman is, in this film, she's Diana, the princess of the Amazons. And in our culture, we see these things as different. A woman can either be smart and strong, or she can be sexy. But we really give women a hard time if they're all of those things, if they're smart, if they're strong, and if they're sexy. And I feel that this is the archetype that the world most needs right now, a woman who is erotically alive and a woman who is connected to her confidence, her strength, her power, her force, and that a woman's sexuality, sensuality, and attractiveness is a part of that power. And something that was beautiful about Wonder Woman, played by Gal Gadot in this film, is that her sexuality isn't, it's not like a pinup sexuality, as a lot of people have criticized her for. She's not, it's not a static sexuality where she is being sexual or sexualized for the male gaze. It's just that she is inherently connected to her radiance, to her aliveness, to nature. Like she is, there's a wildness about her as we we see in the beginning on the island with her women's community, which we'll also speak to. But it's not, it's not for appearance. It's not for the other. It's not for objectification. It's just because she's deeply connected to, to herself and to her body. And there's something very innocent about that. As you, if you, when you watch the film, you see there, there's a real innocence about her. And there's something in that that I think that we can all take and learn from as women is how to cultivate that connection to our own aliveness, our own pleasure, our own sensuality, our own erotic aliveness, just for the sake of feeling it, just for the sake of feeling ourselves and not not having that geared towards the masculine gaze necessarily. Of course, it's going to draw that case when a woman is really owning her, her sexual essence but it's not that's not the purpose of it it's for it's for the woman's own own pleasure and own connection to all of the different parts of ourselves so this archetype is also related to one of the hindu goddesses that i have a little bit of a goddess crush on i have for quite some time and this is the archetype that i'm most interested in my practice, I've been most interested in exploring and more and more I'm more interested in teaching to her. And this is the archetype that I'm really going to be bringing to the forefront in this upcoming Shi Yoga and Meditation teacher training in Thailand, because I think it's the archetype 
that we all need to be really powerful leaders uh, in whatever form that means to us, but just really living lives of, of power, of freedom, of unbridled self-expression. So this goddess that I'm referring to is Lalita Tripura Sundari, and she is also known as the goddess of erotic spirituality. And I really love the work of Sally Kempton, and particularly her book, Awakening Shakti, which is published by Sounds True. In that book, she goes through, you know, at least a dozen different Hindu goddesses and, and discusses them in great depth. And the one that, that continues to capture my eye the most is, is Lalita Tripura Sundari. And some things that Sally Kempton says about her is that she's the goddess who most successfully holds together the apparent opposites of executive power and sexuality and of sexual and spiritual love. Queenly and playful, she represents a most delicious form of the integrated feminine. And I think that Wonder Woman gives us now in modern times also uh, another example of this integrated feminine, a woman who's both powerful and sexual. Those things don't need to be mutually exclusive. And Sally Kempton goes on to say, as an archetype of the feminine, Lolita incarnates a power that has rarely been realized in the human world. She is the queen who rules through love, standing in her independence, but never sacrificing pleasure. She is soft and delicate, yet invincible. And some examples of this, she says, would be like Margaret Thatcher, who was famously flirtatious, possessing the beauty and allure of Catherine Zeta-Jones and the intensity of Salma Hayek. Women who carry the goddess Lolita are sexy matriarchs, which means that in the human world, they often get a certain amount of bad press. And that's something that has been happening with this film, is Gal Gadot getting, getting a lot of mixed, mixed support, fans both loving her and getting a lot of people objecting to her being a quote-unquote pinup or sex symbol and saying that you know women need just smart and sexy sorry, smart and strong role models rather than sexy role models. But again, why can't a woman be all three of those? And that sexiness doesn't have to do with what your body looks like or how old you are or, um, you know, what color hair you have or what kind of bra size you wear, what, what your skin color is necessarily, but it's as I was saying, initially, it's about this connection to this pulse of erotic aliveness that is within every woman and can be expressed through our movements, through the ways that we choose to adorn ourselves. And Sally Kempton says that this goddess Lalita that I feel is represented through Wonder Woman promises an avenue for opening a mature erotic feminine. And this is why I feel that we really, we really need this, this, this mature erotic feminine. Again, it's not a woman who's 
you know, I think about when I was just getting in touch with my sexuality, it was very much outward focused on well, what will the boys like or um, even my own pleasure in sexual encounters. It was about, it was more focused on the man getting pleasure and less on me experiencing it. And the more that we mature, the more that we take ownership of our own sensual erotic fulfillment. So this archetype is just so wonderfully expressed in this film. There aren't aren't even words for it. It was just so uh, fulfilling to see this displayed on the big screen. The next thing that caught my eye was grief. And many of you know that I just finished teaching a course on grief called Healing from Heartbreak. And in that course, we explored how grief is really the portal to our power and to a life of possibility and freedom rather than kind of a a downfall. And we see this in the film as well. So Wonder Woman, she doesn't know of her powers. She doesn't know how to activate her powers. She doesn't know her true potential until she experiences grief. And it's in grief and it's in the anger that arises out of this deep heartbreak, this anger fueled by deep love and sadness that she really learns who she is. And this shows us that a woman's path to her personal power is deep love. And we cannot know deep love until we know deep loss. So it's through, it's through grief that a woman really knows her capacity it's through her just unbridled expression of anger that she, that she feels in her bones, in her cells, in her blood, what it's like to run her full force and strength through her body. Not for violence, but for just a declaration of how deeply she cares. And this has definitely been my experience with grief my experience with grief, especially these past couple years, has felt like a deep, deep initiation into, into my personal power. So this is what I hope for all of us, and I love that Wonder Woman expresses this. Another piece that's interesting is the role of the single mother. So these women, you know, when Diana, the princess of the Amazons, who later discovers herself to be Wonder Woman, in the beginning of the film, we see her on an island with all women. And her mother, we learn that she came into being because her mother sculpted her from clay. And there are no men on this island. It's all women. It's a complete matriarchy. And this archetype of the single mother, it's 
I'm still in an exploration around this because I know, I mean, I know at least several women personally who have embarked on the path of deciding to have a child on their own. And because they reached a certain age, they didn't have a partner that they felt suitable to have a child with. They didn't want to risk just you know, having a child with anyone and then having to face a divorce and challenging custody battles and all of that. And they decided to have a child on their own. And I think that we're going to be seeing more and more of this in the world. And especially because more and more women are waiting until later on in life to have children. And because of this shift that's happening in our gender dynamics and the confusion that that's creating in intimate relationships. So I feel like we almost need a new term for single mothers um, because single mothers, it kind of denotes that, again, that it's like an alternate, it's like a lesser form of motherhood somehow. But it's almost as if we need a new word. I'm not sure what that is, but we, we kind of, we see the expression of that in this culture. And, you know, another example is, is Mother Mary and the story of her having baby Jesus through an immaculate conception. So these are strong, powerful, loving women who have children by choice on their own and end up, these children end up being very, very powerful beings in the world, like light beings in the world. So that's another thing that, that really struck me. So I invite you to take all of these and to really look in your own life. What are ways that, that you can embody this type of archetype, this warrior princess who's also a sensual goddess and really letting all of these parts of yourself, the part that's strong, the part that's smart, the part that's sexy, come to bear in all areas of your life. And of course, they're going to be tempered in different ways, like the sexiness that we express will be different with a partner in the bedroom than it is if we're out giving a public talk, but the sexiness can still be brought out to that public talk. And the question is, what does that look like for you? And how can it come from that, that innocent place of just wanting to connect with and live the full expression of your sensual aliveness? I also welcome your comments about Wonder Woman to hear what, what you thought about it, what you saw. Uh, it's, it's a really interesting film coming out at this, at this time. So once again, I am going to be teaching on this archetype at this year's She Yoga and Meditation Teacher Training happening in my old homeland. I'm so excited to go back of Koh Samui, Thailand in February 2018. And this is a week-long retreat-like intensive where we practice women's yoga and meditation. And it's really for women who want to deepen their own practice, as well as for women who want to bring this world, this work out into the world in their own way, in their own lives. And 
we really explore the intersection of all these different pieces of being smart women, you know, who, who are well-read and well-studied. We know, we know what we're talking about, um, who are strong in our bodies and strong in our sense of who we are, strong in our expression of that. And also women who are at home in our sensuality and our sexuality and our erotic spiritual nature. And that's, those are also dimensions that we give a lot of time and space to in this training. So if you're interested in learning more, early registration is open until this coming Friday, July 21st. And with that early registration, there's a $500 discount as well as a six-month payment plan, which is pretty awesome. And I would love to have you there if you want to join me. All right. Go out and see Wonder Woman if you haven't seen it yet. And I'll be back in a couple of days with the final episode of our summer season. Until then, I'm sending you my heartfelt support. And thank you so much for being part of our sisterhood.